we need to form our intellects into Catholic intellects. You know, we talk about forming our consciences. We talk about forming our hearts. We talk about forming our life of prayer. But I think we need to also form our intellects. Welcome, everyone, to Every Knee Shall Bow, your weekly Catholic podcast on evangelization and discipleship. This is Dave Van Vickle. Unfortunately, this week I won't be joined by Gomer. We couldn't get our schedules together. He and I are, are both maxed out completely with regards to family responsibilities and work, and so we've been having just a, a really hard time getting those, those gears to match up. Uh, but I do have hope that we will be back together soon and, and bringing about a dialogue that I hope you think uh, brings some fruit uh, to your life, and I know I I'm I like it when he's here. I like to have the the back and forth with Gomer too. So, uh, but we will soldier on. I hope that you are enjoying uh, the beginning of fall. It's beautiful here in Pittsburgh, and uh, it's been a very busy beginning for me. Uh, the diocese here is uh, doing parish missions. It's just about every parish in the diocese with our auxiliary bishop. Uh, and he's a just a wonderful, faithful man. So uh, he has uh, enlisted me in that effort, and so I'll be doing the first night of the missions at all the parishes. Uh, it's a three-night mission, and I'm speaking the first night, and then my friend Father Joe is speaking the next night, and the last night will be mass with uh, with Bishop, with our our uh, auxiliary bishop. And uh, last night was the first of those, and uh, we were at this just wonderful. Uh, parish uh, in in it's like Beaver Falls uh, or Beaver County, basically where we were, and it's you know kind of kind of away from the city, and just like a wonderful, beautiful, more rural parish, you know, and and super faithful people, uh, and we have those scheduled all over. So it's been really busy this last weekend. I uh, had a conference here that I hosted. Uh, I wasn't speaking at it, but I hosted the conference, and uh, we brought in Dr. Peter Kraft. Uh, to talk about uh, uh, the title of the conference was Principles to Survive a World Gone Mad. And so, and it was excellent. And it was so wonderful to spend the time with this famous culture warrior, right? I mean, he's uh, a preeminent philosopher, right? Uh, um, you know, as far as the last 50 years are concerned, he's one of the only philosophers out there that are is writing popular books on philosophy, but but also um, remaining so faithful to the truth and to even the idea of truth. He's, he's uh, such a wonderful man. But during this time, I was thinking, while I was with him, I was thinking, you know, what if we did an episode uh, uh, similar to this topic? And I was thinking back in my life about different things that have, blessings in my life that have really created change for me and really helped me uh, survive different harder times. And so this is the topic I came up with for today. I thought we would do 10 books to survive the culture we're living in, but not just to survive, but to thrive in it as well and to get in into it and to conquer for Christ. Um, so that's what I want to do. Now, I know a lot of you um, or some of you probably are not, they're not, you're just not big readers. That's not the way that you uh, take in new learning, but 
for me, that was a, a turning point in my life, right? Was was really like learning my faith through reading was a big deal, like where I kind of took it on my own shoulders as opposed to being taught by a catechist or something like that. Uh, and so I, I would just encourage you, even if you're not a reader, take down the list, right, of these books, because uh, I, I think like you might be able to find some audio books, you might be able to just uh, find some summaries or something like that, because I, I think that just for this episode, what we're going to do is just go back a little bit to the more simple things and pick up a physical book and and form our minds, right, form our minds here. I think it, it the spirit behind this episode is that we need to form our intellects into Catholic intellects. You know, we talk about forming our consciences. We talk about forming our hearts, right? We talk about forming our life of prayer, but I think we need to also form our intellects. And it's something that's kind of getting left behind, I think, uh, in a lot of parts of the church. Of course, we work for Ascension Press, you know, in this podcast, and they're committed to the intellectual development of Catholics, you know, which is a, a fantastic outreach. It's a fantastic apostolate. And that's, that's wonderful. And I think that that's really, really important that we, that we form our intellects. You know, there's a lot of precepts of the church. It's not one of the precepts, you know, to form a Catholic intellect or anything like that, but it's certainly implicit in our tradition that we are to, to engage in, in, in an intellectual way with the faith. And, and it's, it's implicit in there because our faith is a mystery that invites us to, to journey into that mystery, right? That, that uh, deep down, that is what the Catholic faith is, that, uh, it, that there's, a, there's a beautiful mystery. It's not a mystery that kind of gets us off the hook where we can say, oh, the Trinity is a mystery you'll never understand, so we're just going to not think about it. It doesn't work that way. A mystery is quite the opposite. A mystery is something that says, come on in, get to know more about me. Know as much as you can, right? Uh, uh, form, form, form yourself as much as you possibly can. Don't give up. And that's what I, I kind of want to do. So some of these uh, books that I'll mention will be obvious and you'll be kind of like, duh, Dave, why would you even put that on the list? But I wouldn't want to leave them off, okay? And some of them might be kind of surprising to you. We'll see. I don't know. Some of them you may have read, some of them not. So I hope that through this list, you might be able to find one, two, or three books that can really help you to have an anchor in this uh, this crazy sea that we're being tossed about in. Okay, so number one, obviously, most obvious one is the Bible. Okay, you have to have the Bible as a part of your everyday life. It is the important discipline of of a disciple is is reading the Bible every single day, meditating on the Gospels. First of all, it's the only book that actually changed the world before, okay? It's the only book on the list that we already know. It has a, a track record, right? It changes lives. It changes the world. There's no question about it, okay? But also, you know, there's something about the Bible in particular, reading the Bible in particular, okay, that you don't get through other Catholic practices, okay? And, and what I'm talking about is the Bible is kind of, it's kind of like a ruler, right? And when you read it, it's like you see how you're measuring up. You hear the teaching of Jesus Christ. You see, you get a formation that you don't get from something like some other devotion. You know, recently on, on Facebook, there's a, a forum that I'm in um, about prayer, about Catholic prayer. And the woman who runs the forum is a, is a pretty well-known uh, teacher of prayer. 
and I trust her completely. And she's, she's very faithful woman. And I, I really look to a lot of her answers. Like anytime it says that she's commented on something, I go and look at it. And there was recently a thread. I don't remember what the original post was, but uh, someone was saying that they added in an hour of adoration, you know, every day to their life. And uh, the person who runs the forum, this woman, she, she commented and she said, that is so wonderful that you did that, you know. And certainly adoration helps with growing in love for Jesus Christ. But you can't let the scripture fall behind because scripture has that formation within it, right? It is it is the mind of Christ and it, and it teaches us and forms us and tells us uh, where we're falling short and also where we, we need to work and all these kinds of things, right? Uh, scripture is so, so important. And it, and it is, uh, it is just eternal, right? There's not, you're not going to exhaust it. And there's not going to be a situation in life where scripture is not practical. I, I have never found one yet, at least in my life. I know. And I, I think that it's, uh, one of the best disciplines you can possibly, implement. And I think probably a lot of you are like, okay, why is he spending so much time on this? We already know that. It's a simple thing. The Bible, you know, we know that Catholics need to read the Bible, but I can't tell you how many times I have conversations in public with people who, uh, you know, they'll say something about what I'm reading and I'll say, well, it's the Bible. You know, that's what I really read every day. I mean, that's the only, the only book that you can possibly say, okay, every day Dave's going to read the Bible. There's no question. And people will say to me, Oh, I got to get back to reading my Bible. I got to get back to reading my Bible. I got to start that. I got to I got to make that a daily discipline. So, it's time, right? I mean, there are people out there who don't have that as their daily discipline, and that's what that's what needs to happen. Number 2, another pretty obvious one is the catechism, okay? Don't forget, you know, the catechism it, it shows us the face of Christ when we learn the teachings of the church. It's also so important, right? Because we have to know what we're fighting for here. We've got to know what we believe as a church and, and why we believe it. And, and this catechism that we have, this beautiful gift of the new catechism, right, which is not so new now, is a, a great work of theology that teaches us how the church thinks about things. So like I said at the beginning, we want our intellects to be formed by the church, right, and by we want to have a Catholic intellect. This is a great way to learn how the church thinks about things. Uh, you know, it's written very charismatically. It's written uh, in, in a way that is a question and response, right? And and, and all these, uh, just this, this important way of, of looking at and diving into the way the church looks at a particular issue. And it'll have quotes from the, the fathers, from the scriptures, right? Which is exactly what we want to do is, is delve into the fullness of the tradition of the church. And the catechism is a great door to do that through. And it's and it's very simple as well and written in a way that almost everyone can access it, okay? The catechism, how often should you read it? As much as you can. That's what I would say, as much as you can. Uh, do I read it every day? Almost just about every day, you know, especially if I'm preparing for something that I'm in the catechism every day. Uh, I, it's not, it's not like the Bible, but it's a little bit less than the Bible. Okay. It's a little bit less than the Bible in the sense that, uh, as part of my life. Okay. Um, but it is God's word. Number three. Okay. Number three, this is a little book. It's old. I believe it's from tan publishers. It's called an introduction to philosophy by Daniel Sullivan, an introduction to philosophy by Daniel Sullivan. Don't let the title scare you away. It's very simple. It talks about the history of philosophy through 
the famous philosophers. Okay. And it's a, it's a pretty short book. It's an easy read. You can get through it pretty quickly, uh, but we, we really need wisdom today, right? And that's what philosophy means. It means the love of wisdom. We, we desperately need wisdom that we can offer to the culture, but not just that our culture's leaving, leaving philosophy behind. It's leaving wisdom behind, right? It's leaving ideals behind completely. And we can get caught up. I mean, we're uh, in a lot of ways, we're like, you know, boiling frogs. Okay. Right. That, uh, we're, we're in the pot and we don't know what's going on. It's getting hotter and hotter and hotter until it's too late. And this is one of those things that can remind us like, whoa, whoa, we're, it's not supposed to be like this. We need to get out of this pot. You know, it's an excellent introduction to philosophical principles that is accessible to anyone. So I would encourage you to take a look at that book, pick it up, study it. I read it probably about once a year, even though it's, it's very simple and it's like a, it's like a, the introductory level of philosophy. I, I read it once a year just to, to go back and ground myself in the metaphysics and, and, and the, you know, the perennial principles of classical intellectual tradition. Okay. Number four, a book we've talked about very often on this show, the soul of the apostolate, the soul of the apostolate. There is a, I don't know if it's a, true story or, or if it's a legend or whatever, but that it says basically that the soul of the apostolate is a book that has been the bedside reading of more popes than any other book in history. The soul of the apostolate is the secret to fruitful apostolate. And as I said at the beginning, this isn't just about surviving the culture, the culture of death that we're living in. It's about thriving and it's about fighting back and it's about claiming that culture and making Christendom uh, the culture once again, making uh, Jesus Christ the center of this culture, making life the center of this culture and not death. So the soul of the apostolate, it is, um, so I would say it's a very easy read intellectually. It is a very difficult read personally and emotionally and spiritually because it challenges you very much so. It challenges you. Uh, and it, And there's some wonderful principles in there that you can implement into your life but uh, the truth is, it tells us that there can be no fruit that does not come from a contemplative prayer life, from a, from a very serious prayer life where we are daily offering our minds to God and allowing him to speak to us. Uh, that is where all our fruit comes from. You know, it's just like in every football movie, right? Uh, almost every football movie, the coach has a scene where, where he says, you know, we win games in practice, Okay. We win souls in prayer. We do not win souls out there. Uh, we win them in prayer, right? And uh, that is that is where all the fruit's going to come from. So so don't don't trick yourself into thinking that you can be a fantastic evangelist or engage the culture or even in any way fruitful without having that fruit come from your prayer life. It's the phrase I, I repeat over and over again that the kingdom should overflow from your heart. That's the spirit of this book. Okay. Number five, okay, a book you might not have heard of, but maybe you have. It's by uh, Joseph Paper, and it's called Leisure, the Basis of Culture. You know, I said at the beginning that we should form our intellects into Catholic intellects. This is that book, okay? Leisure, the Basis of Culture talks about how forming your mind, right? That it's it's not what you think, right? It's not, it's not leisure as in like uh, going to the beach or something like that. It's about forming your mind 
into a mind that can think and that can reason and to uh, and can subject itself to the teachings of the church and learn those teachings. Okay, leisure, the basis of culture. You will not be disappointed if you can get through it. Number six, number six, book that George Weigel called a, a spiritual atom bomb. George Weigel, the the biographer of the Pope, right? He called this book a spiritual nuclear bomb, right? Uh, so think about that. And that book is The Theology of the Body. And the Theology of the Body uh, is found in a volume, okay, but it's actually a collection of Pope John Paul's uh, Wednesday homilies. You know, he gives a homily after uh, the the Angelus every Wednesday. And it's, a, I think, about three years worth of those homilies that, that is entitled The Theology of the Body. Uh, the Theology of the Body will frustrate you it will delight you and it will completely and utterly show you what is wrong with the culture that we're living in, what the path forward is, and how Jesus Christ is the answer to the biggest problems, the biggest questions that our world is asking right now. The theology of the body is not easy. It's not easy to get through, but there are many, many books and commentaries that can help you get through it. In fact, Ascension Press offers several of them that I use on a regular basis. Uh, So you can take a look at their website. Uh, But the theology of the body of Pope John Paul II not only will help you survive in this culture, but when it takes fruit, I mean, we're just starting to see the tip of the iceberg with regards to the theology of the body. It, it will it will have every bit of effect as something like uh, Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto or something like that. It will have that much of an effect on the world. Uh, so uh, get ready, buckle up, and be part of it by learning the theology of the body. Number seven, number seven, it's a, a book by Dr. Peter Kreeft, How to Win the Culture War. Uh, so exactly what we're talking about, how to win the culture war. It's a very simple, thin little book. I'm pretty sure I read it in uh, a couple hours in one sitting. I know it was in one sitting, so I don't know exactly how long that was. I think it was on a plane. Um, but it is very simple, uh, very direct, and very faithful. And it, and it's a book that tells us exactly uh, kind of where we're at in our culture. That's one thing that's really good with Dr. Kraft is that you know, it's kind of like everybody's moving forward and he's able to stop, put his head up and see where we're moving uh, and then also see the problems, you know, and and tell us exactly a plan for for winning this this war. So it's a fantastic little book. And I recommend everyone read that book. Number eight. OK, number eight. This one's hard. It's not an easy book to get through, but there's gold within, right? I mean, that's that's what that's what makes things valuable is that when we have to work for them, okay? And that is St. Augustine's City of God, City of God. St. Augustine's City of God is so it's so strangely timeless, right? I mean, it's like it, he was writing it at, at a time that, you know, was at, in, in his own life. And when you read it, you're wondering like did he have a crystal ball? Like, did he see what our life was like? But it's because he has these principles, right? He sets up like that. There's a, there's a kingdom of, of light and there's a kingdom of darkness, period. That is what, that is the conflict of the world that we're in. And, and whether it was at the time that he lived, right? Without any electronics, electricity, all those things, or, or all the modern, you know, comforts that we have, or if it's at this time, it's still true. That, that Christ is establishing a kingdom on earth 
and that you can be part of that kingdom or you can be part of the, the dark kingdom. And he very clearly calls out, you know, the aspects of both of those kingdoms. And, and it's a, it's a really illuminating read when you can get through it. It's, it's not all that easy. Some of it is not practical at all because he's writing in, you know, there's specific things to the time that he lives in, but, but it is a very practical book and, and it will tell you the problems that we're dealing with and, and what, what exactly is going on. Okay. Number nine, number nine. Okay. And this is going to be, uh, I think you've probably heard me talk about this before, but I think this is a really important thing, particularly for this day and age. And that is the book Preparation for Total Consecration by St. Louis de Montfort. I think that it is such an important book for the time that we're living in right now, that consecration to Mary, to Jesus through Mary, uh, is so important. And, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, St. Louis de Montfort, he, he thought, he knew, he like prophesied that the devil would try to destroy that book and hide it from people. And it actually was hidden for a hundred years, right? It was, it was lost in a library. Uh, and until uh, about a hundred years and someone found it and now it's become such a, a popular uh, book, but not, it's not really a book. It's, it's a spiritual exercise. It's a means to grow in holiness and to grow in relationship with Jesus Christ through his mother. And I want to, um, I want to read to you a quote uh, that about this, why I think it's so important for these days, right? It says, in this little work, among other things, de Montfort says, very holy people will be born. They will come to holiness by means of a singular devotion to the Blessed Virgin, whom they held in their minds and in their hearts as the most perfect model of holiness and rich source of divine graces. God will raise up these saints, especially toward the end of the world through Mary, his mother, so that these souls full of grace and zeal resist the enemies of God who will arise with fury from every side. These souls have a special devotion to the blessed Virgin. She will illuminate them with her light, will nourish them with her milk, will guide them with her spirit, will, will support them with her hand, will guard them with her protection. Fighting in a particular way, those souls will with one hand wipe out the heretics and their heresies, idolaters and their idolatries, and sinners and their wickedness. And with the other hand, they will build the temple of the true God and the city of God. They will also spur everyone on by word and through example to true devotion of the divine mother. They will have many enemies, but will also win many victories and give much glory to God. For justice through Mary began salvation, so too through her salvation will be fulfilled. That is what he says about that, that uh, spiritual exercise. Uh, and I can't tell you uh, the blessing that it's been in my life and in the, in the lives of so many people that I've worked with. Um, so you don't have to necessarily use the, uh, the St. Louis de Montfort consecration. There are many books out there of Marian consecration. I always use the St. Louis de Montfort one, but there are many more out there that, you know, you could use as well. And, uh, and I just want to encourage you just, uh, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic way to get to know our lady and to be holy through her motherly care, to be holy through her motherly care. Okay, number 10, number 10, last one here, and I'm going to give you a bonus after the break, last one. And this is a strange one. You're going to be like, what are you talking about? But here's a book that I think would help a lot of people right now. It's helped me, but I'm a weirdo, so maybe if you're, if you're weird like me, this will help you. And that is Don Quixote, okay? 
the book Don Quixote. I don't know if, if, if you feel this, but over the last two years, you know, just uh, listening to the, to the, just the squawking of media that has come about, it's created a situation where it's like, well, who's crazy here? Who, who's the mad person here? Who, who's the person who's gone mad, you know? And I, I found myself feeling more and more like Don Quixote throughout the last two years. I think that there's, there's some, like, there are some perennial principles in that book that can help us to kind of feel like a little bit of consolation at the, the culture that we're living in. Because I think a lot of people think of us who are faithful, who are committed to truth, committed to, to love, to real love, to true love, right? That they're going to, they're going to call us crazy. They're going to call us mad. And, and they don't. And the question is who, who's the crazy one here, right? Who is it? And so I would recommend that to you. It's just, it's a fun read and I think it, it has helped me to, to experience some consolation. So Don Quixote, right? Now, we love to hear from you guys, and we've gotten a lot of emails in the last few weeks, so expect an episode coming up with uh, answers to your questions. Well, if you have any questions at all, or even just glory stories, please feel free to email us at eksb at ascensionpress.com. We love, love, love getting emails. We love working with the people at Ascension. They've been so wonderful to us and, and definitely patient with us. Uh, so uh, we're going to take a break, and uh, the, you'll hear an ad from Ascension Press. Take a take a listen. They have excellent, excellent materials. And when we come back, I'm going to give you one bonus book, one bonus book. Am I saved? How do I develop a better prayer life? How do I trust in God? The Curious Catholic is a new series of bite-sized books from Ascension that answer these questions and more. The Curious Catholic features small books from various authors that provide busy Catholics ways to go deeper into spiritual questions. The first three titles in the series are from Father Mike Schmitz, host of the Bible in a Year podcast. Father Mike's books explore the topics of salvation, prayer, and trusting in God. To learn more about the Curious Catholic series, go to ascensionpress.com slash curiouscatholic. That's ascensionpress.com slash curiouscatholic. All right. Welcome back to Every Knee Shall Bow. We're back. I I hope you were able to uh, take a breather there after that long list of books and that I hope that uh, you were able to uh, hear some great ideas from Ascension Press. Again, uh, as always, we just love doing this podcast, and we're so thankful to our audience. If you have been blessed by this podcast, we would love it if you could go to iTunes, go over to iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and give us a rating. Maybe even write a comment if you've really been blessed by it. That would be uh, such a wonderful thing for us. Okay, I told you I was going to give you one bonus book to add to this list. So we had 10 before. We're going to add one. This one comes directly from Ascension Press. We've talked about it here before on this podcast. We even interviewed Jeff Cavins, the author, about the book. But the more I read it, the more I look at it, the more I think, man, this is a book that the church needs in their hands, right? Uh, it's it's such a fantastic little, it's, it's very simple, but it's a fantastic little tome on discipleship. And that book is The Activated Disciple, The Activated Disciple. Uh, this is what he calls, you know, some, sometimes we use the phrase intentional disciple. Sometimes people use the phrase born again, all that kind of stuff. The Activated Disciple is a book about 
what it means to follow Jesus Christ in an intentional way. And I, I, I love this book. I absolutely love it. I'm recommending it to everyone. I recommend it to you. Uh, and I, I know that you will not be disappointed with this. So go over to ascensionpress.com right now. If you don't have it, order The Activated Disciple. It is so, so, so good. Uh, you will not be disappointed with that. As always, this has been Every Knee Shall Bow. Please pray for us as we always pray for you. I pray for you every single night. And my kids and I, during our family rosary, always pray for our listeners and, and for uh, all those who have prayed for us, and benefactors and things like that. So please continue to pray for us. We pray for you. God bless you. We'll, uh, hopefully, you'll hear from us next week, and hopefully Gomer will be back. Have a great day. <music>